Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 108 Americana. Now, my mom, during the small town war remembered by the local papers as the buzzers affair. She found some large caliber ammo and she was blasting with it. Turns out those buzzers were the last of a manufactured set from Utah where they invented the traffic buzzers. So not only did the landmark geeks get interested, but suddenly so did the three people in charge of tourism in the Chamber of Commerce. It was like, now that they got to thinking about it, hey, could they market Jerkin to tourists as that town with the last traffic buzzers in America? Would people drop by to hear the booms and shrieks and then eat in local restaurants after? And the landmark geeks were all about how my mom was a genius because this was a piece of Americana. And you can't let a piece of Americana just skip out on our lovely town, now can you? So experts on Americana came up, and there were hearings, and meetings, and the papers got in on it, and letters to the editor were all about how my mom was a crackpot, or else how the town was going to turn into a communist country if they didn't listen to my mom. Americana is a big deal. It's solidified tradition. It's Uncle Sam's face selling war bonds in your mother's face right next to it, immortalized on a poster under glass. We do stuff because we did stuff, and we like to keep the stuff around that we used to do stuff with to remind us of the time we were worried about getting killed or going broke, but which we got through okay except for the ones who didn't make it, like soldiers who fought in a war and never came home. But the killed people aren't around to say, Americana is bullshit because those days ate giraffe balls. I was killed in those Americana days. Still, the people who survive like to have mementos of the times they got through when they were bonding instead of croaking. Well, these traffic lights made some people think Jerkin, Massachusetts was the last link to a piece of the American past. Not a lot of those people lived near downtown, but there were enough of them siding with my mom to make it a real hassle in the papers and on the streets and even in school. I can remember this little kid with black and wet hair flattened against his forehead turning to me in homeroom and saying, Your mom is a dick. And instead of gasping and telling him to shut up and go to the principal's office, the teacher said, Chip up. What did we say about that? We're not supposed to tell Pal about his mom. So the kids and the teacher got together when I wasn't around and they all agreed that getting blunt about my mom's crusade was not cool. And they should keep me clueless about how their own parents pounded dinner tables and called her bitch. I wondered when the teacher and the other kids did that. When I thought they were all at lunch before I got there one morning. Eventually, the town council had to cast ballots, and when they did, they voted to go with the yellow lights. 
A couple days after that, my mom quit municipal government forever and went to work managing the Grove Lane Gift Emporium in Concord. Grove Lane is where some people with money in Massachusetts contend the person who really wrote Louisa May Alcott's novels really wrote them. I take no sides in the Alcott controversy. I didn't think much about the buzzers for a whole bunch of years. Then I got to high school and I was in the drama club and we were doing this pretty lame production of Man of La Mancha. For Christ's sake, there's an 18-year-old pretending to be some Spanish geezer who's dreaming the impossible dream with white paint sprayed in his hair and a little beard stuck to his chin with spirit gum. And in the dressing room one night, this kid made some crack about my mom and the buzzers, and when he could see I wasn't amused by it, he got all apologetic. It was like, fucking balls, pal, I thought you knew. And I was like, knew what? Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't know for sure, he said. I think his name was Michael or Leonard or Perry or Alan. All I know is, you know, what my dad kind of said. So fucking balls, Perry, what did he say? He said, yeah, ma'am. He says she kind of went canuts. Know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know about you, but I wasn't raised in one of those families where the rule is if somebody says something against your mom, you have to punch them out. In fact... I don't even know what it's like to go around thinking I have to protect my mom's reputation against all comers. I don't want anyone telling me I come from a long line of ass clowns, but if they're saying my mom went a little apeshit at some point in her life, well, okay, it's an opinion. So I said, what do you mean she went nuts?" And he said, hey, Palski, I'm not saying this to yank your putt or nothing. I mean, I guess my mom has done some pretty nutty shit too when I think about it. Like, what are you talking about? What did my mom do? Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022 by Dan Wrench.